You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for the final day of a trading week, so it's time for the opening. And this morning I'm talking to Nick Kunza from Sunnam Private Wealth. And usually you, in our sort of pre-interview chat, you say, oh, we've survived another week, but you didn't say it this time. So I sense that things have been a little bit better for you. Yeah, morning, Lindsay. Yeah, it's, 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 it hasn't been a long week. It's been a bit gone quite nicely. I mean, we've seen the NASDAQ hit new highs and markets seem to be sort of steadying a little bit. We Today is officially the end of the U.S. earnings season, so that brings to a close the uh, second quarter earnings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and if I look at the screens today, you know, pretty much all green on the screen. Asian markets this morning were also pretty much all green, and we had a bit of a rally last night. So, I don't know, I guess it's... it's uh, I guess as steady as you go, Lindsay, steady as you go at the moment. Yes, it is. And a uh, long way that continue, even though it's sort of a grinding market at the moment rather than a, a spiky market. But uh, that's nice. And that's also to do with the time of year. Don't forget, it's the 21st of August. Let's have a look at the Stock Exchange and New Services morning. Yesterday, it was peppered with announcements. And this morning, a Nippy Rockcastle further trading statement came out at 7 o'clock this morning. ALB Holdings results for the year ended. I don't know if you look at ALB. There's also uh, mm-hmm. something to do with AO Technologies, which we don't need to talk about. But, um, yeah, I, I think people are taking a break today. They are taking a break. And, if I, again, if I look at the diary for today, there's <clears throat> there's very little locally. The only good news out that apparently load shedding has been suspended, which is good news for South Africans. But other than that... Um, I guess if we look look at uh, what the diary for today, as I said, last trading day, last uh, earnings day. So we've got um, Deer and Co, the equipment maker, they're out. Uh, we do have a lot of um, uh, market and PMI numbers out today out of the eurozone. So that's the one to watch. But France, Germany, UK, they all got their flash PMIs out this morning. I think they they were out about half an hour ago, and in the US later as well. So I mean, it's a bit of a little bit of a news vacuum, but. Um, other than that, I think it's going to be. It looks. It looks like it's panning out to be quite a positive end to the end to the week. Sun International up around about five percent, and the news that came out at eight thirty was there was a settlement of dispute and proposed disposal of Sun Latin America SPA of its remaining fifty percent equity interest in Sun Dreams SA. But anyway, whatever it is, the, the share price up five percent. Whether that's to do with the unlocking of lockdown or whether it's to do with mm. this announcement, I don't know. But what's your attitude towards things like? City Lodge, things like Sun International, uh, because um, they're, they're up and down they're all over the place, depending on the latest pronouncements. Yeah, they have been. They've been they've been massive, massive movers. And if, if I look at the, I mean, you and I chat in the evenings, I and mean, they, they're always on the top of the leaderboard, either on the upside or the downside. Um, I think they, they're quite turning out to be sort of punters' stocks at the moment. A lot of the day traders like them because of the volatility. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my my personal view is is I think there's a lot there's a lot more news to come out still. I mean, I can I can see the traction people picking up these beaten down shares like City Lodge. Obviously, this trading that it had its rights issue that went X right last week, uh, and Sun International, uh, Saga Sun is another one that people like to trade. Um, I think there's more news to come out. I think we're uh, we're far from out the woods, but I can see the traction. You know, people wanting to pick up some beaten down shares, but um, you know. I still think it's a little bit too early to make that call just yet. Okay, let's have a look at the spot prices if we can, Nick. As you quite rightly say, it was a good day in the States last night, a bad day in South Africa uh, yesterday. Mm. But let's uh, just can I just can I just yes, before we can I just mention the States last night? Mm. Uh, Nasdaq another new high, and in particular, those who have an interest in Mr. Musk, Tesla 
closing at $2,001 per share. No. No, you've seen it. I don't 2001. Believe, I don't believe what you I actually, just said. I actually phoned up a client late last night, and I said, I'm not being funny. He's got some Tesla shares. And I said to him, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I strongly recommend that you sell Tesla out of your shares. I mean, they up, it was up 7% last night, closed at 2001. Its market cap is $373 billion, bearing in mind it barely makes a profit. It just overtook Walmart yesterday, the biggest retailer in the world, as market cap. It's now worth more than Walmart. The stock is up 375% since January. And I saw a chap of, on, I think it was CNN or CNBC, one of those yeah. channels anyway, and he yeah. said the company doesn't make any money. It's got a tiny share no. of the of the world's um, auto market. Uh, it's, mm. it's just a cult, and it's a, it's a Robin Hood cult, Very and it's an so. Elon Musk well, cult. So it has well, to end in tears, a, doesn't it? Doesn't it have to end in tears? It has to end in tears. Mm. It has to end in tears. I mean, it, it, to put things in perspective, it's market cap. Now, bearing in mind it hardly even – even hardly even factors in the car makers of, of the amount of cars it produces a year. It's mark. It's now worth more than all the car makers combined. So another another metric to look at, which is our watering, is is if you look at it, it's sort of market cap per car. So um, so for example, Toyota, which is which was the world's biggest car maker until Tesla overtook it. Um, uh, Toyota sells ten million cars per year. Tesla sells about 500,000. But per uh-huh. car, when it starts to get quite interesting, so per, so um, Toyota market cap per car is about $1,000. Tesla is $40,000 per car market cap. I mean, it's, it's insane, Lindsay, but, uh, you know, health, it's momentum, and uh, it's the most, most widely held share amongst Robin Hood accounts um, out of the 5 million account holders. And that tells you exactly who is Tesla, trading with Robin Hood. Yeah, it's a whole new world. Okay, let's have a look at the spot anyway. prices. Sorry, I don't, just thought that was quite interesting. No, no, it's, uh, it's actually shocking. I was sort of standing up when we started this because I like to do that, but now I've had to sit down. <laughs> Dollar Rand is 17.28. British pound against the Rand is 22.86. And the Euro Rand is 20.46 with the Euro Dollar. Dollar stronger today, 118.45 is that exchange rate. Last night in the States, the Dow Jones was up slightly. The S&P was up a Third, the Nasdaq, of course, with Tesla, uh, up just over one percent this morning in the Far East. What have we got here? I've got Tokyo up uh, just a little bit, uh, Shanghai up half a percent, Hang Seng up one and a half percent, and the all share in Sydney flat on the day. The gold price, nineteen thirty nine, down ten dollars an ounce. The Brent crude oil price. Uh, sorry, I'll get to that later. The platinum price is down eighteen, down again to nine twenty eight. Where's Palladium, mm. please, Nick? Yeah, also joining the PGMs, also down half percent, $10, uh, 2170 at the moment. Okay, yeah, and it looks like it's going to be a quiet one for those for those two with very little action from the United States that's going to influence the euro dollar. West Texas crude is down a third of a percent, a tiny amount, to 42.67. The Brent crude oil price is down a quarter to $44.79. What are the movers on the JSC this morning, on this very quiet morning? Very quiet morning, but I mean, really a lot of green on my screen. If I look at the top 40, I have two shares out of the top 40. So 38 are up, only two are down. BHP Billets and down 0.1%, mm. and clicks down 0.03%. The rest are all up. Um, and it's quite broad based, Lindsay. I, must be, I don't know if it's the weaker RAM this morning or what it is, but 
Uh, quite a broad, broad-based rally. Sun International up 6.57. Sogo Sun up 4%. Mm. Uh, we've got Telcom up 2.5. Woolies getting a bit of a bid up to 2.25%. So quite broad-based to the upside. And the downside, as I said, I'm battling to find anything to the downside. The only one is is Clicks down slightly, BHP down slightly. And Robex, um, the, the road and construction maker, is down 15 cents or 0.63%. So really strong base rally at the moment. On my screen, I've got Aspen up nearly 4%. I haven't spoken about that stock for many, mm. many weeks now. It's, it's quietly going about its business, which I like. Redefine is up 3.7%. Sassel up 3 and 2 thirds. Impala Platinum up 3.5% after falling over 7% yesterday. And Sandnam, your company, up 3.1%. Hammerson on the downside, 2.2%. Italtal down 1.5%. Nedcore down again, down 3 quarters of a percent. AB and Bev down 07 and BHP, as you mentioned, I've got it down 0.4%, but then again, my screen is 15 mm. minutes delayed. Sanlam, tell me about Sanlam, your bosses. Yeah, so quite, they came out with an with announcement yesterday, um, and there's more sort of dissection, I guess, people sort of looking at it today. Um, I mean, I see our capital, which is uh, Patrice Motsepi's uh, holding company, or its financial yeah. holding company. Anyway, it's separate yes. from uh, from the mining business, uh, buying 25%. I mean, they've had a long relationship. As long as I can remember, they've been involved in the business in some shape or form. Um, and they sort of took a bit of a stake. They're launching a new co and a few other things that are going on. But I think it's quite positive. I think generally quite positive. But one of our guys on the morning call was saying that their relationship with, with Patrice goes back almost 15 years that he's been involved with Sunnam. Yes. And of course, it works both ways because the older CEO of Sunnam, Johan van, uh, van der Merwe, mm. um, sits on the board of, of, of ARC. Uh, and there's another chap, I think he was involved with Alexander Forbes, who Sunnam also holds, I think, uh, a large percentage. I think he owns it outright now. Um, Darby, de, uh, Darby de Villiers, uh, I believe, he also is at Sunlam. So, <laughs> you know, keeping it in the family, but uh, market likes the story and um, I think quite interesting. It's nice to see a bit of investment given all the doom and gloom we hear in South Africa. Uh, these guys, some of them seem quite bullish, I must be honest. Just a quick note, we'll, we'll talk about it in greater detail mm. later on. We'll uh, talk about Sassel in a minute too. If you, if yeah, you no, let's go for, well. straight for Sassel. I'm not going to talk politics this morning. <coughs> we'll do that later okay. on the 5 o'clock so, shadow. Yeah, Sassel, so Sassel, please. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure I'm going to talk about it because we are shareholders. Uh, so I jumped on the – we had a meeting, as in Sunlam had a meeting with, uh, with, with Sassel's management yesterday. Oh, yes. With a couple of other firms that were invited on a Zoom call. Um, and I thought it was quite interesting because – it sounds to me like the Cecil management were very bullish, um, and they were—they didn't give too much away, but they were going to announce in the next week or two uh, who they basically are selling this share of Lake Charles to. So that's very much on the go, okay. uh, and I'm sure it's not—it's uh, not inside information. I'm not to divulge it. Um, and uh, it sounds to me like the banks were kind of pushing for them to do a rights issue. So the banks and the creditors were were the ones that are pushing for rights issue, whereas the Sassel management was saying they're nowhere near a rights issue. And they said they were quite bullish. This oil price, which is what we don't talk about too much on the show, but if the Rand oil price sits where it is now at about $800, uh, sorry, 800 Rand a barrel, mm-hmm. um, and it sits here for the rest of the year or hereabouts to January, then there's no, the rights issue is going to be very much off the table. Um, no interest. It sounds like the banks are pushing, but Sassel management not. So I thought that was quite interesting. We often talk on the show how efficient things are. 
Um, you know, Sassel up yesterday before the call, up 8%, top the leaderboard, and again today up another 3%. So I thought that was quite for Sassel, long-suffering Sassel shareholders out there. Uh, I mean, I came out of the call sounding quite, uh, I thought it was quite upbeat. And I thought the management starting to really get a good handle of things. But yeah. this is interesting because if you say that the at around about 800 rand a barrel for oil, mm. that's, that's a good thing for them and they won't need the rights issue. Do they mention so. anything to do with hedging? Are they hedging? Because in the past, they've so, been so very they sporadic when they're in their hedging activities. Yes. So they have hedged, but it's only about 30%, I think it is. And remember, Lindsay, they, they were quite transparent. They bought a put on oil, which yeah. I think expires in September. So whether or not they roll that or not, I'm sure they'll notify the, the, the market if they do. But they've got to put on oil, so they, they, they have hedged themselves for 30% of production of oil. Mm-hmm. But that expires next month. So whether they roll that or not is, is up to anyone's guess. But, yeah, it's, it, it, it was, I mean, in general, I must say, it was um, surprisingly upbeat management, whereas they were sort of saying, uh, as I said, I reiterate, that it was very much the banks that were pushing for this right issue, not management. They were very. Con- they seem very content with oil where it is. Very frankly. good. Give us the um, mm. give us the indices after fifty minutes of trading. Fifty one minutes of trading on this last day of the week, please. Okay, last day of the week, and it's a good a good finish of the week currently. If it sits where we are, so yes. uh, all share up one point three seven percent. Back above fifty six thousand, fifty six thousand three hundred eighty nine, uh, and the top forty seven hundred points firmer one point three seven percent, fifty six thousand three eighty nine. Uh, sorry, it's all share. Sorry, on the top forty seven hundred points firmer back above 52,000, And if we drill down, as I said, very little in the red, but on the upside, healthcare, 2.62%. You, you mentioned Aspen. Uh, technology shares, 2.12% firmer. Financials having a good day as well. Those banks bouncing back, 2.02%. Uh, industrials up 1%. Basic materials, 0.74%. And the only lagger I've got on my screen are the utilities, which are slightly weaker at 0.29% down. Nick Kunza, thank you very much for your time this morning. We'll speak again for the five o'clock shadow when the uh, week concludes itself. Meanwhile, that was the opening, and Nick Kunza is from Sun and Private Wealth. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.